Hi, I'm Debbie Harbeck, and I'm a certified life coach working with women in midlife and through the menopause transition. So each week, I'll be sharing the latest information, inspiration, and generate some momentum so you can move forward and feel more in control of your changing midlife body and your life. Let's go. To take hormone therapy or not to take hormone therapy? That is the question. So I'm glad you joined me today for the Midlife Momentum podcast because that is what I'm talking about. Should you take hormone therapy? And of course, it's not such a simple question because there are a lot of factors to consider. And in the end, it's a very personal decision and I support my clients who choose to go either way. So first of all, if you're wondering what hormone therapy is, And by the way, it was commonly called hormone replacement therapy, but now more often you'll hear hormone therapy or menopause hormone therapy because we're not really replacing the hormone because it really declines naturally. So it's not really supposed to be there. We're not replacing it. So we're having hormone therapy and the hormone we're mostly talking about is estrogen. And that estrogen can be taken in pill form or through the skin by cream or through a patch or even locally in the vagina, which usually is in smaller doses to help specifically with vaginal dryness and things like urinary incontinence. So anything in that female area. And if you do still have a uterus, a chemical form of progesterone will be added to the estrogen to protect you from endometrial cancer, which is a cancer of the lining of the uterus. Now, these are just the basics. I could go on more, but I want to give you the absolute basics. And before I get too far, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor or a medical professional, and I don't pretend to be one. So if you've got questions, medical questions, I suggest you go see a medical practitioner who's well-versed in the menopause transition and who's willing to listen to your questions and your concerns. As a menopause coach, one of the things I can do is help you come to a decision. So once you've talked to your medical practitioner and you've gathered the facts you feel you need, I can help you without that outside pressure of the doctor's office. I can help you come to that decision that's best for you. And I can help you with connecting to your body and figuring out what it actually needs or what it doesn't need. And whether or not you decide to go the route of hormone therapy, one of the major things I can do is help you create lifestyle habits that will reduce your menopause symptoms and make the transition easier. Not to mention that these same habits will also keep you healthier as you age. So it's all win-win. And I strongly believe that lifestyle more than hormone therapy is the key to a smoother menopause transition. And I feel that way because the common symptoms we see in the Western world, like hot flashes and migraines, they're not so common in other cultures who live differently. And even from person to person, menopause symptoms can vary greatly. And that's because the symptoms we have are not just because our hormones are changing. I believe They're due in large part to our chronic stress levels, our eating habits, meaning how we eat and the types of foods we're eating, and also the amount of movement we're not doing and the sleep we're not getting. And that when we have severe symptoms, it's because we're not giving our bodies what what they need. So the symptoms are like a scream for attention. That's how I see them, which is one of the best things actually about the menopause transition is we can't ignore it. 
other than a few exceptions, other than a few women who have no symptoms at all, most of us are woken up by the symptoms of perimenopause. And I think it's time to listen. That's what symptoms are. They're a sign that something needs your attention. And the more in tune you are with your body, the sooner you'll notice that something is off. So this is the perfect time to get curious, to really notice the symptoms and what they're telling you. And I would say this is the biggest thing to take away with you today. I know symptoms seem like something we just want to get rid of, but if you're willing to get curious, you may just discover exactly what you need. But if you go straight to hormone therapy, you may not get there. Now, this said, I understand that practicing more awareness and changing your habits aren't always easy. I know that. And that hormone therapy is a valid and possibly easier way to manage these menopause symptoms. So I totally get why many women choose to take hormone therapy. And that leads me to the possible benefits of hormone therapy, right? Because there are possible benefits. And I do say the word possible because like any medication, Hormone therapy doesn't just work, doesn't work the same way for everyone. Some women don't get results from it at all. But if you're curious, what it could possibly offer you are less hot flashes and night sweats, better sleep, meaning more probably continuous sleep, which you might not be getting, uh, less vaginal dryness, less itching in the vaginal area, less painful sex, less bone loss, so less chance of fractures or osteoporosis. And possibly uh, it could offer you protection against heart disease and dementia if it's taken for less than 10 years and before the age of 60. There's some proof to that effect, but then there's also other studies that say otherwise. So I take that last one with a grain of salt. Now, as a coach who deals with women in the menopause transition, I'd say if any of these symptoms are interfering with your day-to-day life, like if they're affecting your ability to earn a living, I suggest looking into the option of hormone therapy with your doctor, with your medical practitioner. But before going there, I want to invite you to sit with what's happening to your body. As I mentioned, get curious. Your body is not against you here. I know it might feel like it is, but it is not. And actually, if you start believing that it is against you, it actually makes the transition harder, of course, because you're adding that resistance. So first of all, recognize that although you may be uncomfortable, for sure, I am too, you're not sick. Your body is going through a normal, natural transition where two of your hormones, estrogen and progesterone, are declining quite dramatically over the period of just a few years. So of course your body has to adapt to these new hormone levels. And that's not only because they're your female hormones and they were involved in reproduction. It's because estrogen in particular has been a big player in many of your body's processes since puberty. Processes like body temperature regulation, maintaining bone health, regulating cholesterol levels, and so, so many more. This is why hormone therapy can be of help because it helps keep estrogen involved in these processes. So although you'll still go through menopause, you may not feel the impact of the symptoms so much. But, and yes, there's a but. In fact, I've got two buts. (laughs) First of all, my first but is taking hormones is temporary. Although it's, yes, it's on a case-by-case basis, generally hormone therapy won't be prescribed for more than 10 years and not if you're over 60. 
These are the general guidelines. And secondly, as with any other medication, there can be risks and side effects. In fact, some women aren't even advised to take hormone therapy because they've had a female cancer like breast or endometrial cancer or because they've ha- they have heart disease or they're susceptible to blood clots. So in those cases, chances are you will not get hormone therapy. Then there are side effects for people. If you can take it, you may get a side effect of a blood clot or headaches or migraines or bloating or nausea. But that said, for many women, the benefits can outweigh the risks. And on my own personal note, I haven't chosen to take hormone therapy, at least not yet. I won't say I won't take it, but I haven't chosen to do so yet. At this point in my transition, I'm not sure if the benefits would outweigh the risks for the symptoms I'm experiencing. So at the moment, I've just started having hot flashes a few times a day. They started very recently, like about two weeks ago, but so far they're pretty manageable and I don't have any night sweats at the moment. My biggest issue has been body pain, joint pain in particular, which is probably not directly caused by this transition, but I'm pretty sure that I'm more sensitive physically and emotionally, and this is another thing that happens at this time, is we do become more sensitive physically and emotionally, and it makes my hip and shoulder issues much more noticeable. Personally, I am not ready to get on the hormone therapy train, but I'm also not opposed hormone therapy. And I may, depending on how things go, decide to take it at some point. But what I'm doing in the meantime, and what I coach my clients to do is listen to my body, that whole piece, that get curious piece. So I get rest when I feel I need it. I'm a lot more easy on myself when that shows up. I take a nap if I need it. I've introduced more resistance exercise to maintain muscle and bone mass because I know those are silent symptoms as I've talked about on this podcast. I eat less foods that are inflammatory and drink less things that are inflammatory. I keep better hydrated and I regularly get to bed at about the same time each night and I sleep, although admittedly my sleep has been affected and I try to be in bed for eight hours. I think that the most important thing you can do when you start experiencing symptoms is get curious. Notice what's happening and when and what feels good and what doesn't because symptoms are a sign that something may be off. And in midlife, because estrogen and progesterone aren't cushioning you from the effects of other hormones, like I've spoken about cortisol, which is a stress hormone and insulin, this may be an opportunity for a reality check. But if you don't take the time for awareness or you don't change any of your habits and you just go straight to hormone therapy just so you can keep doing what you've always done, once you stop hormone therapy, because it does come to an end, you'll be, you know, 10 years down the road and probably in worse physical and emotional condition. So that's my opinion. That's how I feel about it. But no matter what choice you make on hormone therapy, whether you decide you're a hell yes or a hell no, I'd still strongly suggest making these lifestyle changes now. Because even if you're a hell yes, you won't be taking these hormones forever. Once you're in your 60s, you'll need lifestyle shifts to help you feel better and to prevent any lingering symptoms. And most of all, to prevent those post-menopause illnesses like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, dementia, 
And as time tells us, the older we get, the more comfortable and set in our ways we tend to get. So why not start doing that now? Start gaining some awareness and start paying attention today. And from there, you'll get some clues about what what you can do about these symptoms. If you are having hot flashes, for example, think of things that can cool you down physically and emotionally. Start by slowing down your breathing. So anything calm, cool. Notice if you're rushing around or overwhelmed. Try to calm down. Try to think of drinking more cool water. Eat foods that are cooler and can reduce inflammation in your body, which is like heat, right? Inflammation is heat. And then dress in clothing that breathes. So these are things you can do for hot flashes. Or for example, if you're having joint pain, think of things that soothe pain, like a warm shower or bath, or even a cold shower or bath, or keeping your joints lubricated through movement and hydration, and avoid foods and emotions that cause inflammation. Or if you're having pain during sex because of uh, vaginal dryness, Try using a lubricant. And again, take care to lower inflammation in your body in general. And by the way, because I've mentioned inflammation a few times here, just to remind you that you can reduce inflammation through food choices, like less processed foods, less sugar, less dairy. But you can also reduce inflammation by reducing stress, moving more, and getting the sleep you need. So we keep coming to these uh, lifestyle habits, right? I've shared some ideas with you today, and I just want to leave you with this last idea. There is no perfect answer to the hormone therapy question. The right answer is the answer you feel is right for you. And if you have any other questions about hormone therapy, I would love to help you find the answers. So please connect with me. You can find my info in the show notes. You can reach out to me. And before I go, I also want to let you know that at the time of this recording, which is the beginning of December 2023, I've got a few spaces left to take on some new clients for the coming year. So if you'd like to take control of your menopause experience, you want to get healthier, you want to get fitter, you want to let go of some weight, or you just want to feel better in this midlife place you're in, I'd love to talk to you more about it. So please reach out to me. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to this episode today. I'm so grateful you chose to join me. and I really hope that you got something beneficial from this episode. So please, if you have rated on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're using to listen, I really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with a fresh new episode. So keep moving forward and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. If you want to learn more about working with me, come visit me at debbieharbeckcoaching.com. That's Debbie, I-E, Harbeck with a C, coaching.com. See you next week.